I've covered several authentication solutions in previous episodes, and here I want to show you another one which has been gaining quite a bit of popularity recently called Devise. Now Devise is based off, off of Warden, and it uses that under the hood, uh, which is a rack-based authentication solution. But even if you're not familiar with Warden, don't worry too much about that because uh, you'll be dealing directly with Devise and not so much Warden. Now, Devise handles authentication across the entire stack. So if you're familiar with AuthLogic, which I demonstrated in episode 160, um, AuthLogic just handles the model layer, basically. But Devise is a Rails engine which provides controllers and views as well, so it's the entire MVC stack of authentication. Now, Devise is also very modular. As you can see here, there's a list of 11 different modules in the README, and each of these provides a different aspect of authentication, such as Rememberable, which manages um, remembering the user's authentication in a saved cookie, or a Recoverable, which handles resetting the user's password. And this way, you can easily pick and choose which parts of the authentication you want to provide to your users. So now let's see what's involved in making Devise work in an application. So here I have a Rails 3 application, uh, currently beta 2. And Devise works great in Rails 3, by the way. And uh, this is for managing projects. And I want to add a user model along with some authentication using Devise here. In the device readme, it has some important installation instructions. As you can see, there's a specific version that you should use if you're using Rails 3, which is currently 1.1.rc0, which is release candidate 0. If you're using Rails 2.3, then you should use version 1.0.6, because the 1.1 is not backwards compatible with Rails 2. Since we're working in a Rails 3 app, we can open up our gem file and then just add device here and then specific require a specific version, which in this case is the 1.1 release candidate 0. And then just run bundle install to make sure all those dependencies are satisfied in your Rails 3 project. The next step is to run this Rails generate device install command. So we'll just paste that in our command line. As you can see, this generated just a couple files, a config initializer file and a locale file, which contains all the messages. I'll look into those a little bit later. But it also has some more instructions here on setting up the uh, host option for your mailer and also making sure you have a root route in your rouse.rb file. I already have that, so let's just set up our mailer config. So I have my development config file open here, and I'll just paste that line into here. And basically, this just sets our host option for a local host. So we'll want to set this to our domain name in our production.rb config file as well. But here, in development, we'll just be localhost port 3000. Now, we know we need a user model to handle authentication. And Devise provides a generator for doing just that, for creating that user model. Now, you don't have to use this generator, but it just saves us a few steps. So we'll just run that generate device command here, but we want to generate a user model. Now notice this generated a few things of interest. Uh, we have our user model along with a migration which generates that user's table, and I'll take a look at both of these in a second, and a device for route, and I'll take a look at that a bit later too. And that just handles all the authentication routing and here's what our generated model looks like. As you can see, it's pretty basic. It inherits from Active Record Base, but it has this call to devise, and this is where the magic happens. And what we're being passed here are a list of modules which we want to support in our application. And this is the list of modules that you saw in the README, such as 
rememberable, which stores our authentication session in a cookie, uh, recoverable, which handles password regeneration, and so on. And so we can easily add and remove to this list to customize the authentication to fit our needs. And I'm just going to remove reconfirmable here because I think it's kind of annoying for requiring confirmation through an email. A lot of times it's not needed, so uh, I'm just going to remove it here. And we also have an attribute accessible line, which I recommend you always have, especially in user models. And uh, we just list the attributes which we want the user to be able to manage through the form. And of course, you can add columns here if you have custom columns in your user model. And here's our migration file for creating that user's table. And as you can see, it's fairly easy to, easy to understand because you have a separate method call on the table to create the necessary columns for each of the modules. So if you decided you don't want the confirmable module here, we can just comment that out and it won't generate the table columns for that are necessary for that given module. So this way we're just narrowing down and limiting exactly what's needed in our table. But we also have to remove our index down here for our confirmation token since that column won't exist anymore. And so we can migrate our database which will generate that user's table. And then finally we have that route which was added here to the device for users and this just generates all the authentication routing for us. If you want to see specifically which routes were generated, probably the best way is to run rake routes and that will list all of the routes available in your application. Now it's a little bit hard to see here, but you can see we have several authentication routes for our users. We sign in, sign out, password resetting, uh, sign up the user, and edit his profile. And these are all customizable too. So this means we can access our authentication through those routes. So we can go to users, sign up, and create a new account here. I'll fill this out with a snap. And then we can just click sign up. And we've successfully signed up. And I believe that signed us in as well, so we can just sign out here and sign us out. Um, just sign in using our information again. And then we just click sign in and uh -oh, we get an error. And this is actually a problem with Rails 3 Beta 2 and not specific to device. So if you're getting this error message, it's just a side effect of living on the edge in the beta world. Fortunately, it's a pretty easy fix. So if you're getting this error message, just go into your Rails 3 application under the cookie verification secret.rb file under config initializers and just remove this line from that file and then hop into your config application.rb and add it into here and then modify it a little bit removes the removing the rails.application portion. So it's just config.cookiesecret equals the secret. And then once you restart your application, you should be able to sign in no problem. So now we have a fully functional authentication solution. It would be really nice though if we had some links to manage this and tell us if we currently logged in and for signing up and signing in and signing out. So let's add this user information to our application layout file so that it's visible on every page. So I'll add a div here for the user nav. I'll call it and in here I want to add an if-else statement so we can change, uh, show different information whether or not the user is currently logged in. And to access that information we can say user uh, signed in. In devise that will return true if the user is currently signed into an account. And if they are we want to say signed in. 
as, and then the current user's email address. So you can just call current user and that'll return the current user that's logged in at the user model and say their email, display that. And then we can say, if it's not you, provide a sign out link. And I'll fill out the path in a minute. Um, so if the user is not signed in, we want to display a link to sign up or um, a link to sign in. And like I said, we still need to fill in the path here. Now when we ran rake routes, uh, say that three times fast, it gives us the name of the route along with the route information. So here you can see we have new user session for signing in, destroy user session for signing out, and also new user registration for signing up. So we can use that inside of our links here to generate the URL. So uh, to sign out, we have our destroy user session path. Uh, to sign in, we have our new user session path. And to sign up, we have our new user registration path. And that's all we need to do. And as you can see, if we go to our site now, we have the information here, signed in as Ryan. If it's not you, just sign out, click that, and we get our signed out message, and then we can sign in if we want to here. So as you can see, it's pretty easy to get a full authentication solution up and running with Devise. And uh, some things I didn't even show you yet, like the forgot your password, hey, it's a form here that you automatically is provided for you with Devise for handling password resetting. And if we included that confirmable module earlier, uh, Devise would create a form for us and generate that logic for us as well automatically. So Devise does a lot of the work for you in the background, but what if you want to customize these views and displays and change the behavior and how Devise works? Well, it's actually not too hard, but I'm going to get into customizing Devise in the next episode. So all in all, Devise is a great way uh, if you don't want to create all those forms and controller logic from scratch. And with all of its modules it provides, it's quite a full-featured authentication solution. But in the next episode, I'm going to show you how to customize it to really get it to look and behave the way you want.